This is the Bartender Journey Podcast. It's the Bartender Journey Podcast number 250. That's kind of a landmark, right? Quarter way to 1,000. This is the podcast that talks all about bartending and cocktails and spirits. I know I mentioned last week that we're going to have Natalie from Beautiful Booze on this week, but we're going to save that for next week. For show number 250, we have a very special surprise guest. If you followed the show from the very beginning, you remember Vano. Welcome back, Mr. Vano. What's the word, man? Well, we, start, we started this thing, can you believe it was five years ago? Yeah, I've been going ever since, you know, you you, uh, you moved on to other things, but uh, I kind of felt like I uh, so much work into it, I couldn't give up now, you know, but w- without you, you know, yeah. we were there at the beginning, you know? Be, absolutely, man. Um, it's uh, it's nice to hear your voice, man, and it's, it's it's wonderful to see what the show has become, how it evolved. Thanks. But, uh, I mean, yeah, a little bit about me. I started with uh, Brian doing the show. What was it, three or four years ago? No, I think it was five years five ago. Five years ago, and, and the idea came when we were bartending and we would go back and forth. I wanted to record a CD, and he's like, dude, that's old school. Yeah. And then I never forget it. We go to record, and uh, it just kind of like it, – it took off from there. We got a lot of cool feedback, and the show just grew, man. And uh, I just got to tell you, man, like looking back on the podcast – I'm I'm very proud of it, man. I'm very proud to be part of the onboarding process of Bartender Journey. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I appreciate yeah, that, I yeah. really, I really just like if a fan comes in and they hear my voice and then they, I'm for like 20. What I don't even know how many shows I did with you, but I, for whatever I I go back and I listen to those old shows, man. They they still hold up, man. And I haven't they do yeah. I haven't listened to the show. In a long time, and I, I, I said when I, when I reached when I got in contact with you, I started listening to the old shows, man, and I forgot some of the shit we were talking about. It was, it was really cool, man. You know. Yeah, it was. You know, I always say bartender journey was the perfect name for the show because I really, uh, I really evolved, you know, my bartending uh, knowledge and and stuff. But um, through doing the show, but you know, going back to those original shows, you know, we talked about, you know, you, you were always big on the kind of psychology of bartending. Yeah, right? yeah. that's. Uh, I mean, to t- tell you the truth, that's really where the direction I want to go in. I mean, my whole life I've been into that. You know, you know me a long time. I mean, when we bartend, I always had that positive mindset. But I've always, I always did research. In the last, I would say, five, six years, I do a lot of traveling. I've been learning about neurolinguistic programming, NLP. I'm learning about, uh, I'm learning how to hypnotize. Learning all about that world. Wow. I want to be like, yeah, I just want to become like a mind focus coach. I do a lot of training with uh, martial artists and. When I train with them, I, I no longer I know not only train to like pick up the skills, but I like to learn their mind game, like the inner game of how they prepare for fighting, what's their how you know their philosophy, how they come back from setbacks, how they, they deal with stuff, and it's just uh, I find it really fascinating. So that's uh, that that interest has never uh, left me. That's cool, man. Yeah, I have yeah. another friend, uh, Craig, who's a, a great bartender, and now he. Uh, he he uh, moved on to the sort of the brand side of things, but uh, he's he's into martial arts too and incorporating that into uh, you know into bartending and and all aspects of life, you know. So it's a it's a cool thing that, that you're so into that. Yeah, Gosh. thank you, thank you, man. It's uh, I I applied it well before. I mean, just before that, one thing about the podcast, I people like I work with people and uh, I always hear people talk talk about they want to start a podcast, especially now. I mean, podcasting is just like. It's everywhere. Like I, I, I listen to podcasts more than I watch TV. Yeah, I mean, I, totally. I, I go to go to work. I come home from work. I, I, I love it. And everyone's talking about doing it. And I, whenever I hear it, very few people, very few people know I did the podcast. It's just, just I kind of keep that to myself. But I kind of volunteer it. I'm like, dude, you don't understand like how cool it is to to do it. 
watch the downloads. Like when you get the feedback of how many people download your show. And then when you get, when you get feedback from people that are digging your shit, they email you. Dude, to this day, I still get emails. Really? From, from, yeah, <laughs> from awesome. fans, whether it's email or, or, or through Twitter. That yeah. they, re- I and sometimes I'm like, holy shit, I haven't been on the well, show. Well, you know what? A lot, a lot of people will start the podcast at the beginning, you know. So, so people are still, you know, there's a lot of people to just start with show number one and go on from there, you know. So, so, so your your stuff lives on, and they're still they're listening to it now, you know. So yeah. that's a, show number one is one of the top ten downloads in the last wow. three months. In the last three months, yeah. Holy, <laughs> and you know that that's what made me realize like that I'm proud to be part of the onboarding process because that's what I'm realizing. Cause I'm thinking I go, maybe cause if someone's learning about bartending, if you start from the beginning and just see how this show evolves and where it goes, it just, it's just, it's constantly evolving. You never master it. Oh, exactly. You know? Oh yeah. Always, always be learning. Always be curious. That's uh, that's my motto for sure. And that's what I, I tell people. But you, you talk about how cool it is to, um, to you know, to be a part of something like this. Uh, I'll tell you a story you probably appreciate. Um, you, you were saying how you're still getting emails and tweets and things. But uh, I, get, I go to all these uh, events, to cocktail events, Tales of the Cocktail in New Orleans. I've been to the last uh, five years in a row, I think. And uh, I was at this event and uh, I was talking to the person on my right, you know. And then the person on my left says, excuse me, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, are you Brian? And I said, yeah, have we met? He goes, no, I listened to your podcast. I recognized your voice. <laughs> wow, that's cool, man. Yeah, the, that's, that's the, the effect it has, man. That that's that's it's trippy, man. And the you know, and that, that that feeling you got to have someone just come out, come up to you and say, man, like I I hear your voice, I dig the show. That it charges me up. Like when I get it, I, that's what I tell people. It's that's a really cool feeling, man. That. You can't describe it. You, you can only like you have to experience it, man. You just you're like, wow, like, I, like I was having a, I was having a bad day, and I I checked my email. It was like a couple months ago. And I get this email from this kid, this you know, someone that like, likes the show, and you know, blah blah blah. It was really really cool. Like the, the fact that you reached out to me means a lot to me. And then it was just like I was like, holy shit. And then that's when it dawned on me that you know, people are probably starting from the beginning and. It's just crazy. I tell people to start the podcast to, to do it. It's the best thing they can do, man. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it is a lot of work. You know, people don't realize, you know. Oh, I could, I could talk for half an hour. That's uh, no. It's probably going to take you easily six hours to do it right for a half hour show. You know, at least yeah. the way the way oh, I work. Because you know, I do. Uh, you know, I research stuff ahead of time. You know, maybe do interviews like this, and uh, I do a lot of editing, editing after the fact, and then you got to post it, and then you post the show notes, and the uh, you know then. Then you should publicize it somehow, you know, put it out on social media or something. Or, or you know, a lot of people do those email blasts every week. I don't, I don't do that because, for one, I think it's kind of annoying. Two, it's just like another thing on the list of things to I do. I hear you, man. It's, uh, and that, you know, I noticed like I, I, I listen to a lot of different podcasts and I, I'll see like someone who starts out strong. They do like 12 shows and yeah. they, they disappear in it because it's hard. And I, I you know, you, you shouldn't put out an hour. Sometimes a half hour is good, and sometimes don't do it every week. Do it like to have like two in the can. Do it like t- twice a month. You know, let I me mean, just two, two for a month because it yeah. gets crazy. You know, to to keep up with that. It like I hear people that talk. I don't know how the fuck they do it. Yeah, well, they, you know, these uh, the NPR style shows. I, li- I like the way they edit and they you know intercut the sound clips and all that stuff. And uh, you know, they they come out great. You know, and then they they read the list of credits and it's like twenty people worked on the show for a week. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. That's, yeah that's behind the scenes stuff wow yeah yeah 
So it's just me here. It's just me. <laughs> yeah, but it was good stuff. But I also, I mean, I, I want to note that I am an officially retired bartender. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, it, what happened with that was I reached a point I was, you know, I, I was working less and less by choice. And one night I'm working, I'm, I'm putting the liquor away. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just like I had this, this like weird moment where I'm thinking like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And it's not because of, I just had no passion, no mm. more to do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was content with it. And it was like, and I, I'm, I'm 43 now, but that was, I haven't bartended in almost three years. Mm. And I put 20 years of my life into bartending. Mm-hmm through research to working, working different places. And it's, um, I mean, it just was a, it was just cool to walk away. I, I enjoy reminiscing about it. More. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, yeah. Th- that's what I really enjoy about it. Like, you know, all, all the great conversations I had with people and, uh, it's just been, it was yeah, a cool we, journey. We always had such a great time. We had such a great, good crew there for a while where we, we were working together. Good, good people. Yeah. And you're you, right. You remember Terry, right? You were there. You, were you there when Terry was there, or maybe it was yes. after you left? Yeah, yeah, yeah I've been there. in touch with her. Actually, she was supposed to come over last night, but her her kid got sick, so she didn't. We're going to reschedule that. But uh, yeah, I'm still in touch with her. Yeah, those were good times, crazy times, and I was listening to one of the, the old shows with the uh, Tip Rage, and I <laughs> I just remember when you where someone took our tip cups and you took you you. They made the executive decision to shut down the bar. Took, <laughs> yeah, they took, took the tip cup right <laughs> off the bar while and, I had my back turned. And you're like, that's it? And it was like, a, it was a gig. I mean, I, I'm not lying when I say this. It, was, it had to be like 500 people. It was a huge event. Yeah. Like all the rooms. And I just never forget that, man. Like, no one was drinking. So the, the person I took it was like forced into fessing up. Yeah, here you go. Here it is. Yeah, yeah he brought it back. <laughs> Yeah, I I can still remember the look on his face when he brought that tip cup back. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, and uh, I remember the steam coming out of my ears, like uh, literally, like uh, my seeing seeing red. I think is the expression. But yeah. it's, it's I had that in that moment. <laughs> yeah, because I remember like when uh, one of the guys we were working with, he's like Brian gets mad, he gets tip rage, and then like because I was getting you know he, I was getting mad over the tips. He's like, you got tip rage, like Brian. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you work hard you know it's just it's just a normal it's well that's amazing. something different you know there's there's people who don't tip properly or, or at all that's one thing but, but actually but stealing, stealing our money <laughs> that's that's a whole nother level man <laughs> yeah no, absolutely man absolutely but yeah so these days you know i i you know i reminisce and i'm very happy about being a bartender you know what i've accomplished either doing the podcast with you and you know it's just and, and the skills i learned from it man People don't realize, like, bring, I pull the bartending card out whenever I'm, like, on business or with clients. And, you know, they, you, know you start making small talk. And people are fascinated. If you, they, you know, people always want to, always want to, they want to be a bartender. They, they thought about becoming it. So when you have, you know, talk about you did it for a long time, it's, it's just good conversation talk, man. And what you mm-hmm. learned, like, two, the two greatest skills I learned from bartending were uh, listening and listening, like the old saying, listening to understand, not listening to reply and report, mm-hmm. building rapport. And that, that, that's really, I mean, and you could take that and you can apply that to, the, you know, your other jobs, your other, other aspects of your life. It's huge rapport in business. Oh, the, be, the more rapport you had as a bartender, the better night you had. Yeah. 
Well, I remember you know? something you said once on the show, which made a lot of sense. You said, um, you said, uh, it's, it's the guest's moment. It's not your, it's not your moment. So it's, it's yeah. not your, it's not your place to be talking about yourself or, you know, command you know, or just taking over the conversation of talking about yourself there, you know, it's, it's all about them in that moment. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then, wow. Yeah. You're right. I mean, yeah, the Disney experience, that's right. Right. Forgot about that. Yeah. It's, and to me, I, I think that, you know, when I first started, man, every, you remember the big push was you had to be fast and that would, that's right. all people cared about. But like, I saw a hole through that concept. You know, I, I saw where, you know, I wasn't fast and I, I took me a long time to find my rhythm, but I was good at the, at the rapport aspect of it and, uh, and listening. And then mm-hmm. once I, once I got a little faster, it, it made me like, it was like a sword and shield for me, like just having good rapport. And it made me compete with these guys where technically, like I've, I always said it, I was a B tier bartender, but my, my inner game was like a plus. And to me, that's the guest moment. Right. You, right. you know, they're there. They want to have a good time. It's not about you. It's about them. And, and in return, if you, you, you work on that, you, you get better tips. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, at, you were talking about skills that you acquire that you can use elsewhere in life, you know, be, from being a bartender. I think it's uh, the, the, the ability to hold a good conversation. You know, you learn that from being a bartender as well. Yeah. So many, a lot of my, a lot of friends that I've made uh, recently, bartenders, um, a lot of them say, you know, it, they were always kind of a shy person and didn't, didn't weren't, wasn't very uh, active in conversations and everything. And they said, you know, when I'm behind the bar, I'm like, you know, a totally different person. <laughs> so I, I can relate to that because it's weird. Like I'm, I'm like kind of an introvert, you know, yeah. but I, by choice, I'm very deep and I process. And, you know, to me, I, I don't know, to, I always viewed bartending as performing. To me, I was, I, you know, bartending is like your own podcast. Yeah. You know, each, you know, each cu- customer is a different guest and you just, and you just keep it real. And, you know, it's, it's their moment. And I don't know, I just, I always looked at it deeper that way. And, and to me, the, it worked for me because it, it always reflected in, a, you know, better tips, you know, good feedback, recommendations, you know. And I, and my main, where I really cut my teeth as a bartender was, as a banquet bartender, which yeah. I, I love, which I recommend to everyone that always says to me, you know, what, what type of job should I get? If you're working like a nine to five job, I, you know, a bar is cool, but a banquet bartender could be better because of the weekends and the flexibility, you know? So right, I, right. I, I, fl- I flipped a lot of people to, you know, becoming that. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's where we met in that kind of situation. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah. And we had, and we had a lot of fun doing it and it's, uh, yeah, you, de- you develop, um, a lot of skills there. Speed for one. I mean, um, yeah. you know, when you have that wedding, ha- the uh, cocktail hour at the wedding is just you know an hour of nonstop, you know, action. So that's that's a good experience to have, you know. But then after that, it calms down a little bit, and you get a chance to talk to people more and things like that. So, um, yeah, learn um, volume, volume, volume. <laughs> it's like it's like a race, you know. You're pacing with the customer, and then you you know you just keep up with them. Yeah, it's it's true, and it's it's like I I think of uh, I remember reading a quote from um, Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart, and I, I think he referred to that customer service shouldn't be don't it's your goal is not to make it the best; it's your goal is to make it legendary. Mm. And to me, it, I I always whatever I do something at work, I always try to make it legendary. It's like remember like the um the um. The documentary, Hey Bartender, where the guy was saying, whatever you're doing, bring it to a level of art. Right. And and that can be applied in everything we do. And that that's still today, it's, to this day, is my, uh, my, my whole approach when I work. 
I forgot you like you you were uh, big into that movie. You, you'd be surprised, but I know about ninety percent of those people now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. I bet, man. It's it was the and the timing, the timing. Like you know, you know, many things I'm proud about about the podcast that we did, but I'm also proud that I remember talking about that when that first came out with you. Yeah, and I and it's just it's just crazy that time flies, man. Yeah, that's the. Uh, that that whole thing was about um, Tales of the Cocktail, and that that's the thing I I mentioned. I went to the last five years in New Orleans every year. It's wow. a it's a great event. It's 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 a lot of fun, and it's just it's about twenty thousand people come to that event in New Orleans, and there's uh there's just five or six different events going on at any given time. It's amazing, and there's uh you know there's great seminars, and I was actually I presented at a seminar this last year. Um, we did a we did a seminar called Podcasting for Bartenders, believe it or not. How did that go? Good, good. It was fun. And uh, I, I heard from a couple of people afterwards. There's this one guy. He started a, sh- a show called The Modern Bar Cart, and it's aimed at home home bartenders. Um, but I started listening to it, and it was well done and everything. And I was like, oh, let me reach out to this guy. So I had him on a guest as a guest on my show. And um, But he said, uh, yeah, he said um, – I went to your. Uh, I had been thinking about starting a podcast, and I went to your seminar at Tales of Cocktail, and uh, now I'm, you know, thirty shows into my sh- thing. So I was like, "Oh wow, cool." He said, "He said I wasn't sure I could do it, but you guys gave me the confidence to go ahead and um, start my own show." So that was kind of cool. How, from your perspective, I mean, how does it like from bartender journey or where it's at right now? It's got to be a rush for you to just kind of like breaking ceilings, you know, going to each, you know, taking it to d- different levels. Yeah. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been amazing. I mean, I, I've made so many great friends just from through the podcast. You know, based on um, different events I go to and the organization I join, the United States Bartenders Guild. It's just the greatest greatest bunch of people. And uh, I was hanging out with a few of them uh, yesterday. One of them, uh, a, a, a bunch of my friends got together and they're they're running a bar in um, downtown Manhattan. Uh, and uh, so I went there to check that out. But um, but the show itself is um. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a. It's a grind sometimes. Honestly, you know, sometimes I'm like four days away from when I'm supposed to have a new show, and I have nothing recorded, or you know, I don't. I, have no, I don't have any interviews in the can. I don't know what I'm going to do, but it always always seems to work out one way or another. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard, you know, and I could just imagine. And every, you know, what you, you without interviews, it's kind of tough. Like, what do you what do you talk about? You yeah, know? exactly. I yeah, I don't. Um, I mean, I like to, yeah, I like to have an interview in there in pretty much every show because, uh, yeah, exactly, you know, I, shows that are just somebody talking at me, I, sometimes I'm just, you know, and it, especially if it's pre-scripted too much, it's, well, it's, whatever, it's just not my, not my style anyway. <laughs> nah, I hear you, man. It's, 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 uh, it's hard. People don't realize, like, I always, I always viewed, like, when I did the podcast with you, I always viewed it like... I'm talking now where as if someone's going to work mm-hmm. because or coming home from work. And it's like when you're going to work, a good podcast just gets you it gets you ready for work, gets you in that mindset. It's informative. It's funny. Funny. It's a great way to start your day. And it's 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 a great way to end your day. So when you got yeah. it, you know, and it's tough to be interesting. That's another thing. You know, go right. Speak, you know, because what you may what you think is interesting other people may not so it's a gamble but it's it's a fun gamble it's being creative man yeah yeah well you always you always came to the recordings with uh with a bunch of ideas for talking points and stuff 
you always you always came up with great stuff. Thank you, thank you, sir. It's uh, I took it serious, man. I was really passionate, and that you know I reached a point where, like, I remember the first time I recorded with you in your studio, and I remember I don't know if you remember this, but I remember like I, I remember you didn't think I was going to talk. I just <laughs> saying that after we were done, you're like, wow. But uh, I said to you, you know what? I, I I'll give you a year with this because I felt like my I I my goal for bartending. I got out like it was like I was like in my system with everything that I wanted to talk about to become a bartender and what we learned. It, it's it's still it's, it, it, I'm just so proud of that. Like, I think what we did in, in the bartending world is very it's very informative stuff, man, and, and entertaining and real. I mean, we you know that was some some good 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 times and good 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 material. Yeah, it sure was. And, you know. Uh, but I remember you were, yeah, you were driving like an hour each way to get here. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, I remember you were kind of like, uh, I think you said, uh, since you hadn't been bartending in a while, you felt like you weren't like relevant or something is I think how you put it or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, I reached a point too. Like it was like, I wasn't interested in, I wasn't going to fake that. Like for me, like I, I knew, I knew where my strong points are. My strong points are, you know, like you, you hire me to get your get your your team motivated, focused on a goal, and maintain that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a lot. Like my thing is like, with bartending was, you know, in the beginning, it's like anything else. You take that passion, you take that curiosity, what you want, and you pour gasoline on it, and you just light it on fire. Because <laughs> you, you know what I mean. That's when you become interested in it. And then once you're on the journey, especially in bartending, you gotta, you know, you gotta have, you know, belief in yourself. And you're gonna have that discipline and that persistence, mm-hmm. and it, it just you—that's the goal. Like you want that momentum and you want that obsession, and just to keep going and just—I mean, because I, I mean, I failed so many times bartending that I was just so focused that, that I reached a flow state. Like I can honestly say that I know I know what it's like to be in a flow state. And I, when I bartended, I bartended many times in a flow state. I mean, as a martial artist, I can't, I, I can't, I can't honestly say to you, I've been in a flow state because there's been times I've been training or, or sparring. I was f- afraid I did. Okay. But I wasn't really in a flow state sometimes, but in bartending, man, where, you know, you just have that moment where just you, you're ready to rock, man. And it's like, you're skimming on a lake. You're like a flat rock and you're just skimming, you know, and just everything. And just, you know, I'm, it's, it, I, I dug it, man. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's fun. Well, dude, to this was, day, yeah. To this day, to this day, I still like uh, interview bartenders. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, we used to I, go after we record. Sometimes we would just go sit at a bar and, like, you know, not tell them what we do, but just, you know, just go talk to the bartender. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I mean interview, like back yeah. then, I I did, but like, be, like now when I'm on business or I'm like at a seminar, especially in Vegas. It's my favorite time because I can like, you know, I have time to kill. I'm at a bar and it's just me and the bartender. And I just, I, and I talk to the bartender and I, and I from different you know, casinos and I learn, I just keep learning more and more about the industry and what they see and the different types of guests. And, and a common theme is like, you always hear, they always, they always tell me a story where like someone got fired the night before who was there for like 10 years because they like they overserve someone or they, they didn't charge someone so it's like it's like we you know like i always said always expect to be fired in this industry man yeah yeah you know but uh yeah, you know I where mean, you should go next time you're in vegas go to um a place called herbs and rye great bar 
It's off, yeah. it's off off the strip. You have to take a cab or a Uber there, but it's uh, definitely worth checking out next time you're out there. Herbs and wine. All right, I'm down, man. Excellent place. This guy. Actually, I was thinking of you. What? I was only there one time, right? And I walked in by myself, and the bar was busy. But I found I found a bar stool, and the bartender comes over to me and shakes my hand and gives me a big smile, like I was a long lost friend from high school or something. You know, like he hadn't somebody he hadn't seen in ten years, and I was like, wow, man, that's that was quite a welcome. I, you know, he he didn't know me from anybody. You know, I, it was the first time I was ever in the place, so it was it was a great reaction. I, I thought I thought of you because I was like, that that's something Anthony would do. <laughs> or, well, sorry. You, you can say that's cool, Dano. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, th- t- dude. Listen, man, I-, I am so passionate about that with that type of with business where it's it's repeat business. You know, where you walk in and they greet you, whether you're new or you're a returning customer. It's just something about that, man. And then it's like we, you know, like rapport. Like you, you take that, you you take that that bartender who has good rapport. A good bar, and you have th- and you you have a bunch of guests that are experiencing the same thing you're experiencing. They have a few drinks. You, it's just a good night. <laughs> it's just all positive stuff. It's just you know people, especially today, man. People are just fucking stressed out, and you know just to escape and go and just forget about something and and drink and and just you know have a good time and, and to have someone greet you like that. I think it, that's amazing, man. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a. It's, it ain't a bad gig if, uh, of course, the hours kind of suck, but yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a good time. It's a good time. No, definitely, man, definitely. All right, man. Well, geez, it was great catching up with you, and uh, thanks for for making a repeat performance. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, man. It's a uh, you know good job with the show and where it's going, and uh, you know rock and roll, man. Keep keep uh, keep uh, putting people on the right path with bartending, man. That's it. Oh, hey, do you have any um, any uh, cool books that you're reading lately? You, whether you know, it doesn't have to be a bartending book, but some if you find uh, inspirational. I mean, I have a, <laughs> wow, this is interesting. You caught me off guard with this. Uh, one. <laughs> hold on, let me go to my bookshelf. There was I read a. Um, hold on one second. You know, did you ever read um, How to Win Friends and Influence People? You gave that to me on audio. Brother. I did, right? Yeah, I still have that. I listened to that. Um, I'll tell you what, speaking of this, I recently, last year, actually a year ago, I went to the Tony Robbins seminar in mm. Vegas, mm-hmm. at Vegas, California, and it was it was off the chain. I walked on fire. Mm-hmm. Very motivational, man. Hold on one second. A good book I read was uh, by Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons from Kiss? Yep. yep. It's <laughs> called Me Incorporated. Oh, right. Okay. It's an old book. I found it on the discount rack at um, Barnes & Noble. And uh, it was so good, I'm actually reading it again. Mm. It's very interesting, you know? All right, that's it. That'll be our book of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like to make put uh, put my guests to work, you know? Do something yeah, to work for. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, awesome, man. It's great. To, uh, hopefully we can uh, hook up for a drink one of these days. Yeah, absolutely, man. Good catching up with you, man. Same here. All right, brother. Cheers. All right, take care. Well, there you go. A blast from the past. Stand by for a toast. We do a toast every week at the very end of the show. I'll have a link to that book that Vano mentioned, the Gene Simmons book, up on bartenderjourney.net. Hey, we want to congratulate our good friend Jason Rodriguez for winning the Barking Irons Applejack 
It Ain't Sweet cocktail competition hosted at Monk McGinn's this past Monday. That was uh, April 16th, 2018. Barking Irons Applejack is distilled from cider made with three different types of New York State apples by our friends at Black Dirt Distillery in the Hudson Valley in New York. That distillate is aged in barrels at Van Brunt Stillhouse in Red Hook, Brooklyn. Jason made this cocktail, the winning cocktail. He called it the Unchained. It's three quarters of an ounce of fresh lemon juice, one ounce simple syrup, three quarters ounce of black tea infused rye whiskey, and one and one quarter ounce of Barking Irons Applejack. And then uh, he topped that off with some uh, Pilsner from Coney Island, Coney Island Mermaid Pilsner. So uh, he says, uh, build all that put, well, you're going to put all those ingredients except for the Pilsner in the shaking tin, shake that with ice, double strain into a Collins glass, add fresh ice, and top with the Coney Island Mermaid Pilsner. Express lemon twist, rim glass with the lemon twist and discard that twist and then uh, add a mint sprig for garnish. Sounds great. I uh, we, we sent somebody along to take some pictures. I wasn't able to a- attend, unfortunately, but we're going to have some pictures from that up on bartenderjourney.net. Should we talk about Applejack for a second? For anyone who doesn't know, another way to refer to Applejack is apple brandy. When we think about brandy, we usually think about a traditional brandy made from grapes, like cognac is, but by definition, brandy can be made from any fruit. So in the case of Applejack, apples are left to ferment and produce an alcoholic cider the resulting liquid is distilled to create an eau de vie, which means water of life in French, but is usually defined as a clear beverage distilled made from fruit other than grapes. Applejack is an eau de vie that has been aged in barrels, which gives it color and adds additional flavors and mellows the spirit. These days, Applejack is usually produced using a still, the same way all spirits are produced, but interestingly, years ago it was produced a different way. I'll quote from the Barking Irons Applejack website, quote, In America's earliest days, apples were one of the most abundant and readily available resources for spirit making. Back then, hard cider was a cleaner alternative to water, so our ancestors were making and drinking plenty. Then they decided to take it one step further through a process known as jacking. These innovative imbibers created a spirit known as Applejack. To do so, they would freeze their cider, and when the water content had turned to ice, they would remove it, revealing a truly powerful spirit. Today, our Applejack methods are more refined, but at 100 proof, barking irons is as strong as it's always been, and it definitely ain't sweet, end quote. The Jack Rose is probably the most well-known Applejack cocktail. It was, it was especially popular back in the uh, 20s and 30s, but may, definitely uh, made a comeback recently. And uh, the Jack Rose cocktail is about one and a half ounces of Applejack brandy, three quarters ounce of freshly squeezed lemon or lime juice. That's uh, up for debate whether you use lemon or lime. And uh, half an ounce of grenadine. And of course, we're, we want to make our own grenadine or buy a good quality one, not that red uh, uh, syrupy junk that's in most a lot of bars, <laughs> but grenadine, if you don't know, is easy to make. You just uh, you're basically making a simple syrup with uh, pomegranate juice, so you can use that like palm wonderful stuff in proportions one to one with sugar, and then uh, it, that's that's fine. That's a good way to make it, but it's even better if you add a little orange flower water and pomegranate molasses. So uh, that's that's even better. So uh, fresh grenadine is delicious. That red neon red stuff that most bars have made with high fructose corn syrup is horrible. 
Hey, next week on the show, we're going to talk to Natalie from Beautiful Booze. I know I promised that for this week, but we uh, pivoted a bit and brought Vano on instead for show 250. But next week to uh, 251, we'll have Natalie on. Natalie travels the world full-time, taking amazing photos. I'll sh- uh, she'll share some knowledge with us about how, how to get great cocktail photos and also about her adventures. You won't want to miss it, so I hope you're subscribed to the Bartender Journey podcast. In the meantime, you can follow Natalie on all the socials at Beautiful booze and that's our website as well so uh check her out and we'll talk to her next week if this show's helped you out entertain you informed you please consider supporting bartender journey with a small monthly pledge to our patreon campaign for the price of a frappuccino each month you can show your support for this show and help keep it going go to bartenderjourney.net slash patreon to get more info on that and also please follow bartender journey on instagram at bartender journey hey it's time for our toast of the week it's not really a toast but it's a funny saying that i read recently from groucho marx he says before i speak i have something important to say hey we'll talk to you next time on the bartender journey podcast cheers you don't mind if i kid you a little do you oh no i can handle myself